Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. Oh, it was beautiful, <laughs> magical. I'm really... All the birds in the tree. I'm going to take your mic out permanently. <laughs> that is not a euphemism. You know why I have that song in my in my head. I do know why, and it's my own <laughs> fault, and that's why I feel even worse about this it. this article that says, from Dangerous Minds website, Conspiracy Theory, that the 1979 Supertramp album cover reveals that the Freemasons knew about 9-11. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, there it is. The world, you see all of New York from... On the air, cover, uh, the cover from, art, from, yeah. from, from, from an airplane. So there's the first right. <laughs> check number, giveaway number one. Um, um, we must, mustn't forget that uh, that the orange, you know, in, in the Supertramp album, it's a waitress holding a glass of orange right. juice above her head like the Statue of Liberty. Right. Right, and, mm-hmm. and the orange glass is right in front of the World Trade Towers Orange, of course, representing the fireball. Oh yeah, of course. It's so yeah, you didn't so even obvious know that. to me now. But then the, the my very favorite, my very favorite one. I'm sorry to laugh at something that was so awful, but uh, is that if you were you talking about the Supertramp album? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Um, so Supertramp, you see the word Supertramp, and the U and the P is just above the World Trade towers and and the u is cut off a little bit by the uh tower so it looks like a one and a one and the p which is all all of this is inverted and backwards so the p looks like a nine so it looks like nine eleven above the world trade center towers if only if only our uh all of the leading security people in in the united states had studied this album cover a little a little more closely yeah my my if only and there's a, a line in this article on, on dangerous dangerous minds. It says the video offers evidence that the iconic album cover is a bit predictive programming, a notion popular among conspiracy buffs that our overlords embed messages into pop culture in order to psychologically prepare the general population for certain events. That is heavy. <laughs> it is heavy. Hey, Robin Hilton, I got something for you though. Bob Boylan. You ready for this? Sock it to me. Here we go. I'm just going to play it, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is, because it's just fun.
Good morning. Wow, what just happened? <laughs> That's Weaves. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. They are so great. They're from Toronto. It's their first album. Uh, the song's called One More. And uh, they're coming. They're going to play Tiny Desk wow. concert. I don't I'm know what so is going to happen. <laughs> wow, I, I was not prepared for that. Yeah, and I wasn't either. I saw them at CMJ in a little place called The Cake Shop, a little wonderful little club. And they're blistering like this was, but at times they're, uh, they can be ethereal, too. The guitar players are on another planet. In fact, I've got another good guitar song a little later two, on the show. Two guitarists? Yeah, they have yeah. two dueling guitars? Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and Jasmine Burke is the singer in the band, and uh, she said that song is about extremities. One true love, one beautiful evening, one last fight. It can mean anything, everything, nothing, all in the same sentence. One last fight. <laughs> The Robin Hilton story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Everything I have is so restrained. All right, I'll play compared, another one. Compared, no. <laughs> compared to that, I, I guess I'm going to have to go with Beth Orton. Beth Orton is back. Um, you know, she's a, a, a English singer songwriter. She's been putting music out for going back on 20 years now. I think is when yeah, I first certainly discovered. put her on our show. Early yeah, on. I think the first record I heard from her was 96 or seven. And um, she was known early on with her first few records for mixing electronic music with folk music, and it was really a signature sound for her. But then on her later records, she started turning towards more traditional songwriting, more traditional sounds, acoustic instrumentation. And I always miss that that early marriage of the the Mm -hmm. two musical worlds in her her songs. And on her new record that she has coming up, uh, she returns to those roots where she once again uh, starts diving into electronic music with her folk sound. And um, the new record is called Kid Sticks. I've only heard it, heard the record once, but uh, here's an early cut from it. Uh, is called Moon. I know what the sun feels like on my skin. like within I know what the sun feels like on my skin I wanna know how the moon gives life within And the same moon rises over me as you Really not much about that that we can do I see a light and it bright Keeps me up all night I see a light and it bright Keeps me up all night
great sounds in there. That that little pulse, it almost sounds like a like um, a mouth harp or something that's got a little pickup on mm-hmm. it or something. That don't 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 great sound. Beth Orton and the song is Moon. You know in in 2006 she uh, she was pregnant with her first child and her record label dropped her and she was thinking of just quitting the music business altogether. She'd had enough. Uh, but then she came back six years later in 2012 and, and released a record called Sugaring Season that was produced by Tucker Martin. And uh, Kid Sticks uh, is her first record since then. Wow. She and, came uh, to the Tiny Desk in the, yeah. that year with that record. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, and Kid Sticks is out May 27th. May 27th. Moon, Beth Orton. It reminded me of uh, of a lot of the great British folk that we've had over over the years. And um, Meg Baird, do you know Meg Baird? Oh, yeah. A Philadelphia singer with Espers, uh, has joined forces with Comets on Fire, Six Organs of Admittance, to make like this combination of like this explosive sound, which you hear in Comets on Fire, and her records have, always, have been always pretty spare and beautiful. Uh, and so you get a little both of that. Remember, I warned you we were going to have more guitar. Right. Uh, I'm sort of like uh, one part of me never wants to hear another 1960s guitar solo ever again. I had my fill. I loved it. But what you're about to hear is just that, and it felt so good. Yeah. So here it comes. It's a nice seven-minute song. No <laughs> air guitaring. It's a warning. Everybody, I'm going to watch you out there. Bob sees all. <laughs> Here we go. So let's play. Uh, let me play this song from uh, a group called Heron Oblivion. Is the name of the project that that they've all joined forces for. And the song I'm going to play is called Beneath Fields.
a nice seven and a half minute journey from Heron Oblivion. Uh, a song's called Beneath Fields. I am intrigued by this band. Yeah. I, I'm hoping, you know, we go to Austin, Texas uh, next week, and I'm hoping, uh, I was looking at their schedule. They're in Marfa, Texas. I know it's a big state. They're in Marfa, Texas, uh, like on the 12th, and then they're in San Francisco like eight or ten days later. Yeah. Um, hey, guys, if you're playing, would you? Right. One could conclude it'd be easy for them yeah. to I mean, get I, to I know, Austin. I know it's a big place. But, yeah. But, yeah. I, I love how her voice is just this little thing of beauty that is just sort of floating in the middle of all of that noise. Yeah. And I, and the, the one guitar, I don't know who's playing what, but the one guitar that's the sort of pretty wah-wah thing is, uh, fits very nice under, the, under her voice, but I love the contrast that happens when it all kind of yeah. blows up. Yeah. Really great song, Beneath Fields by Heron Oblivion. And we'll be right back right after this. Let's take a moment to share a message from our sponsor, Sotheby's Institute of Art, the Graduate School of Art and its markets. Auction houses, galleries, and art investments. Learn how it all works at Sotheby's Institute. With fully accredited master's degrees and courses for adults in fields like art business and contemporary art. Campuses in New York, Los Angeles, London, and online. Apply now at sotheby'sinstitute.com. You know, I was listening to that song so closely, I didn't give any thought to what I was going to play next. So Great. I'm, I'll, I'll I'm just going to go. <laughs> no, no, I got it now. I'm, I'm going to play Damien Gerardo. He's just one oh. of my all-time favorites. Uh, he's from Seattle. He's been putting music out for, like Beth Orton, about 20 years now. He was first on Sub Pop, and now he's on Secretly Canadian. His his last couple of records were these concept albums, that, uh, like a part one and a part two. two. One was called Maricopa. The second one, its sequel, was called Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun. And I, I'm not entirely sure what they were about, but it, it, they seem to follow this unnamed character who survives a car crash and then goes on this strange metaphysical journey or odyssey of some sort. Uh, it's like a hazy dream that he enters. And uh, Damien Gerardo has a new record coming out called Visions of Us on the Land, which is part three in this trilogy. Uh, and the song I want to play from that is called Lon Bella, L-O-N-B-E-L-L-A. Lon Bella from Damien Gerardo.
Lon Bella. Nice. Yeah, I love Damien Gerardo so much. Richard Swift produced this record. He produced the last two records as well. And I'm not entirely sure where this where this song fits into the story that Damien Gerardo has been telling over the course of these thre- uh, three records, but it seems to be com- coming to at least the end of a journey. He says, uh, and since I have no plans on a long-term stay, my bus leaves early morning. Why sit around and wait to die? Damien Gerardo, Visions of Us on the Land is the record. It is out March 18th, but we will have the whole thing up online a week early as part of our First Listen series. Well, he'll sing about death, and I'll give us Sturgill Simpson, who will sing about life. Love Sturgill. Yeah, Sturgill. Sturgill's got a new record. It's called A Sailor's Guide to Earth. It's sort of a letter to his first child, who was born just after uh, Metamodern Sounds and Country Music, that amazing second Mm -hmm. record he did. So it's like right when the record came out, he and his wife had a child, and uh, and this is his letter to his son, uh, Uh-oh. and it's really kind of amazing and beautiful. And then you might want to hand me that box of hankies over oh, there. Oh yeah, Jackson, if you could please, yeah. I gotta have this Hang close on, by. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Uh, I, I'm gonna play a song. It's called "Brace for Impact." Uh oh, <laughs> oh man. Live a little is in parentheses. Yeah, let's do that, and we'll come back and talk. Wake up 
the country sound that's taking Nashville by storm. <laughs> He's single-handedly going to bring Pink Floyd back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love that. Great. You know, I, I love what this guy's doing, the country music. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can live a little. It all turns brittle. The skin withers before your eyes. Make sure you give a little before you go to the great unknown in the sky. Yeah, that sounds like parenthood. Was that, was that, yeah. Was that yeah. Hank, hanky time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow! Yeah, the, the record's such full, so full of surprises, like that song. Uh, the record called "The Sailor's Guide to Earth" by Sturgill Simpson uh, comes out April fifteenth, which it, it features uh, of all things the Dap Kings. Like it's got oh, these wow. amazing horns on it. It just goes all different places, and he's I love that man. Yeah, I want to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's starting to get a little creepy. All right, yeah. fine. Yeah. Speaking of synthesizers in music where you don't expect it, Juliana Barwick has a new record coming out. Uh, she's the uh, she's a singer from Brooklyn who's made music mostly based on just her voice that she layers. She's played around with, I mean, she's had some synth sounds in her music before, but on this new record she has coming out called Will, uh, she really turns to the synthesizers as the foundation for building her songs. And uh, this song that I want to play from her upcoming record, the record's called Will, this is a, a song that she uh, started off making with a loop that she played on uh, the Moog Mother 32 synthesizer. And we, Moog Mother? The Moog Mother 32, which is a relatively new synthesizer. Juliana Barwick, the song is called Nebula.
So Julianne and Barwick uh, called this song Nebula because uh, she thought it had a very celestial feel to it. And I, I do think that repeating synth line it feels almost like a planet orbiting in space, orbiting uh, the sun or something. Um, she's been touring a lot, and she said that uh, she knew that she would be playing these songs live, these new batch mm-hmm. of songs live. So she wanted to have uh, more of a bottom end to them that a synth can give and more uh, of a rhythm to the songs, even if it's just implied, which I think is what so much of her music is. There's so much that's implied in it, right? Because she's singing phrases, but there aren't, they aren't really words or lyrics. Um, and there's a, you know all the textures to it, just so beautiful and dark. We have a video for this song up on our website right now, too, npr.org slash allsongs. This is Juliana Barwick's third full-length record. It's called Will, and it is out May 6th. Well, I'm going to take us on a roller coaster ride through a horror exhibit. What? Imagine a horror-based amusement park. And imagine a roller coaster, but the roller coaster is musical, right? You with me? Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but listen, John Congleton has a new record out. Oh, yeah. Now it all makes sense, Yeah, it right? does all make, yeah. make sense. He has a way, John Congleton we know as a, a producer. Let's name a few people. St. Vincent. Yeah, absolutely my favorite. Spoon. Let's call Spoon, right? Uh, Why Oak? David Byrne, I think. Sigaros, Sparks, Hawkerville River, Swans, Franz Ferdinand. List goes on and on. This guy, it really does. And and his unique sound when he he makes it. He's got a a group he calls John Congleton and the Nighty Night, and uh, his use of sound is uh, kind of remarkable. Like there's no not there's very little of the normal basis of a song that you'd think of, like. There, there are, you know, glockenspiels and tubular bells and doing things that they don't normally do. And right. so there's the, the underpinning, it's constantly moving the, from, from underneath you. And nothing, you can't grab onto things uh, right. like you could when there's a drum and a bass and a guitar hanging out. Uh, and I really like this guy so much. I'm going to play uh, this song off a record he has coming out uh, called Until the Horror Goes. The song I'm going to play is Your Temporary Custodian.
else in the woods It doesn't matter Just let go Just What's let go. the sound of one hand clapping? It doesn't matter Just let go Just Was let it go. the chicken or the egg? It doesn't matter Just let go Just let go What can you do when you do nothing? It doesn't matter It doesn't matter It doesn't matter Just let go I love how that song starts off as it sounds truly horrifying and then but it gets really really catchy as it gets as it gets deeper and deeper into the song it's uh the whole record's got different sorts of um i think he describes it as sort of a cartoony uh sound Mm -hmm. to the way he mixes and does things but exaggerated uh, for sure yeah uh, and uh, and oftentimes not the normal pitches you'd expect in melodies and so forth, where mm-hmm. notes are don't follow notes you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a fantastic record. New John Congleton record, John Congleton and the Nighty Night. <laughs> that sounds creepy too. Yeah, right, Nighty Night. Well, the, the album cover is incredibly creepy. It's it's a thing. Look at this. It's like a, a a little teddy bear and a cow. Uh, looking through the window of a like so, a, <laughs> but it's, like it's a completely surreal. Trip. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, the record comes out on April first, appropriately. Let's go out on a, an artist that goes by the name The Range. The Range. Uh, this is James Hinton. He's an electronic musician, uh, like Juliana Barwick. He's also based out of Brooklyn. He has a really interesting process for making music. He scours YouTube, looking for really deeply buried clips like like if if he finds a clip that has more than a handful of views then that's too many it's too well known and he's looking for singers uh, who are singing a cappella or rappers uh, people who are making music that he can he can take their voices and add them to his own songs um, and he weaves those samples and clips into his own music uh, and he's got this new record called Potential uh, coming out and for this song I want to play called 5-4 he found a clip of these two guys in, in the UK rapping together in a park I mean, of course, he reaches out to the artists and, you know, and asks that was my for permission. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he, he works with them on it. But he uses these, these clips so seamlessly and brilliantly uh, in his music. Um, he got James Hinton, uh, again, who performs as The Range, he got a, a degree in physics from Brown University. And he says that he uses his own special search algorithms to find clips that are not only rare and have music in them, but are somehow personal, like have some sort of personal story or something Mm. woven into them. And he doesn't reveal, I guess it's like proprietary knowledge. He won't reveal any more than that. But um, uh, he definitely has found some interesting stuff. This song is called 5-4 from the Ranges record Potential out March 25th. I'm going to say before we go away, the Austin 100 is up. Uh, we head to South by Southwest. We have a showcase that features 
uh, Anderson Pack, Vince Staples, Margot Price, Mitski, um, Mitski, yeah. Chicano Batman, and Charles Bradley, and we'll record that. And then every night we'll be out looking for music. And that night, late at night, if you've never experienced these, our little uh, late night dispatches from South by Southwest. We share the our favorite discoveries of the day. In whatever frame of mind we might be in. At <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. That's right. Uh, and they, they go up every morning, so keep an eye for a, a podcast today. Yeah, and that that's all starting next week. Yeah. Our South by Southwest preview goes up at the beginning of next week, and then, right. and then starting Tuesday night, late Tuesday night, we'll have our nightly dispatches. Thanks, Ms. Hilton. Thank you, Bob. Fair NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Events on the daily to hold on to sense. Scarred from-
from the hard tasks and dreams that never came to pass The brightness in his class and yet he tried to walk the straight and narrow path But he fiend for the lights and the drama Need an arsenal and an armor to inflict the force and cause trauma Baby that's why Baby that's why Baby that's why Baby that's why Baby that's my fault 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 NPR podcasts are now available on every major platform. Check out all our shows at npr.org slash podcasts. That's npr.org slash podcasts.